As of right now, we are at war. How desperate you call on such lost creatures to defend you. How desperate am I? You threaten my world with war. You steal a force you can't hope to control. You talk about peace and you kill because it's fun. You have made me very desperate. You might not be glad that you did. There was an idea. Bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they can become something more. Like the battles that we never could. Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast about Marvel Christ Protocol and the Marvel Universe. My name is Jesse Aiken, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Bruffett. How are we doing today, Chris? Well, Jesse, it's a great day. It's nice and icy here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. But it, it is great. LVO's wrapping up, and we're going to do kind of an LVO retrospective for you guys here in a week or two. Today, we're we're in Marvel Cosmic, baby. Back in Marvel Cosmic. It's one of our favorite places to be in Marvel Universe. You guys should know that if you've been following us all these years on the show. It's a topic that's come up a lot, and this character's come up a lot in the last not even year of the game, Chris. This character came out in July, and he has been on a lot of discussions everywhere. For many reasons and it started with his sculpt <laughs> and it's all the way now to him winning some championships that's a really great point it did absolutely start with his sculpt and it's never stopped now i think the upside of some of this and some people might disagree but this is kind of always me and chris's take on this stuff and i feel like this with marvel and star wars both maybe a game company makes a character that people are less familiar with right and they get people to actually check out who this character is. Maybe even just do a quick Wikipedia search. Maybe not like what we do here on Fury's Finest. But regardless, it gets people more breadth of the Marvel Universe, right? And I love that AMG does that. Because I think Cosmic Ghost Rider is one of the coolest designed characters in the last several years in Marvel. And I think uh, they just wanted to explore that. I think visually, I would I would 100% agree with you. Incredible looking character. And just to put a kind of point on everything you're saying here, Cosmic Ghost Rider was introduced into Marvel in the end of November 2017. Only two years before our game came out. So he's first introduced there and then he's in MCP in three, four, five years later. Yeah. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Because I mean, his second appearance doesn't happen until December of 27, you know, and now we're in 2018. So he might as well have only been around since 2018. It's just kind of insane. I see what you're saying. Cause you're saying that's when he really got off the ground. Right. Yeah. He just first appeared like first two months. There's not a, you know, yeah. First couple issues. There's not a lot there. It's, it's in Thanos. It's talking about Thanos. It's all about Thanos. As a lot of things in Marvel are. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> well, especially Marvel cosmic, especially right now, since Annihilus is kind of on the shelf. Yeah. Annihilus went on the shelf and that's fine. That's totally beat. fine. But, Cosmic Ghost Rider, the design of this character is iconic. Even the concept that they chose a new Herald, you know, a new Ghost Rider itself. Well, yeah, we'll get into we'll get into the heraldry and how that comes about and why oh, yeah. it comes about. But yeah, it's it's not just that. It, it's that through a lot of the Cosmic Ghost Rider stuff, it's Donnie Cates writing 
That's right. So we know we know he's kind of a wild boy, right? Buckle up. Yeah. Kind kind of a kind of a wild boy. So we get a lot of really crazy things in these cosmic ghostwriter stories and in these cosmic ghostwriter comics. You know, just as an example, just a throwaway character in the background that never says a word, only gets mentioned in a little uh, editorial blurb or, or narrative blurb. There's a character that makes an appearance in these comics that is Howard the Duck crossed with the Juggernaut. It's absolute insanity. He's got the uh, the gem of Sidorak. He is a massive, I mean, just bigger than Juggernaut ever has been. Just massive mm-hmm. Howard the Duck Juggernaut. It's And that's just kind of in the background. Not the most interesting thing. That's just one like going tiny on on scene. One tiny just, scene. Yeah. Donnie Cates is a weird guy. I, I like it. Him. He's a wild man. And I also think it's funny that a lot of the things you could apply to these Donnie Cates concepts we're talking about today with Cosmic Ghost Rider, like this just fantastic over the top design, this kind of like bombastic story moments that may or may not pay off, but they're exciting regardless. A lot of this is funny because it's completely congruent with something I'd reread recently, which is the King of Black, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone can argue that Null's design is not striking new, something it's massive awesome. in Marvel, right? Now, whether how the story resonated for you, that's a different story and varies from person to person. But without a doubt, it's like Cosmic Ghost Rider, King in Black, like the mark has been made, you know, at least stylistically, right? And then for yeah. you could kind of go from there. And a lot of those stylistic things do work and carry it really far. But I'm sure Chris will talk on, maybe talk on some of the things that do or do not work today. But also, Cosmic Ghost Rider has been expanded since these early days. And we will be talking about that today as well. And most importantly of all, we will talk about Cosmic Ghost Rider and Marvel Christ Protocol because he's a character we've been wanting to get to for a while. He's been on the docket. Um, we had some stuff to get through before then. You know, We thought it was important to, to jump back in the cosmic. And who better do it with the character that's showing up in a lot of places in the game right now? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit topical, you know, seeing as how, you know. LVO just happened, but you know, the irony is we've had it planned for months. (laughs) It's very, very true. But before we get into all this, Jesse, we've got to pay some bills. Fury's Finest is supported by Mr. Laser. Go to mr-laser.square.site for all your Marvel Crisis Protocol needs. And please use the discount code Fury5 to get, uh, go ahead and get your mutant, your Wakanda pre-orders in, save 5%. This lets Mr. Laser know that we sent you so it helps you helps us helps him it's good for everybody absolutely and we don't even know what's coming post mutants and wakanda right so when amg announced the next pre-orders mr laser will have them up on his website that day and you can they start getting those tight-lipped they have not given much lately so because the Decepticon's coming i know the floodwaters are, are going to be rising soon that that levee's going to break we know those foes are on the horizon Oh, I cannot wait for that. We know like Scarlet Spider and Gwynnum are on the horizon. So it's like, and those are things we know, right? So, I mean, oh, time will tell. So yeah, get to get your Mr. Laser pre-orders awesome. done now. And also additionally, I will mention Mr. Laser does carry card sleeves now for Marvel Christ Protocol and Star Wars Shatterpoint. So make sure Fantastic. you pick those up while you're there as well. Additionally, Furious Finest is supported by iWarGame. iWarGame makes the best marked mats for MCP in the business, and we highly recommend checking them out at iWarGame.net. You can use the code FFPODCAST to get 10% off your orders. It means a lot to us because we love the iWarGame group here. We use their mats every time we get together for round robins and tournaments, and they've always got new mats that they're working on. 
new volumes coming out in the future. So make sure to get your masks from them and use our code. Cause once again, like Chris said, lets them know we sent you. And of course, Fury's Finest is supported by our patrons. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. We take this time every week to thank our absolutely incredible, wonderful, lovely patrons. Absolutely. And we have a new patron to thank. What? Get out of here. (laughs) Mike L. Thank you so much, Mike L. Thanks, Mike. And of course, every week, the two that really bring it all home, the Avenger level producers rich and sean couldn't do it without you guys thank you thank you guys so much for keeping our lights on and once again special shout out to the patreon because you know this time of the year is always low patronage because of the winter and the holiday season stuff so those of you guys that stick with us means a lot because we've got some travel plans this year and stuff and you guys are going to directly help us make those plans happen and get more content on the show because we're going to be going places and covering those things so because of you guys showing up means a lot and the Fury's Secret War League is in full swing and the painting gallery is about to start a new season. So what are you waiting for? Jump on the patron discord and get involved in those things. It's time. All right, Chris, let's get into cosmic ghost rider lore today. I'm very, I'm very excited. Well, he's an exciting guy, but who is he? There was a whole, there was a whole little to do, you know, they didn't re- reveal who cosmic ghost rider was uh, after the first appearance. And a lot of people were thinking it was going to be Deadpool, you know, given the the wise cracking and the quipping. Oh, you're saying yeah, yeah. They didn't reveal. Yeah, it, it took who a, was yeah. the new. They Spirit revealed of the character, but they didn't reveal who was so smart. Who was the flaming skull? You know, so smart. But of course, we all know now that it was Frank Castle all along. Yeah, which is kind of exciting for us, Chris, because this is kind of a sequel to our Frank Castle episode, and in a way, I mean, in the sense of like. We're jumping to a different point in time with this character. And, you know, you've got that on the backlog. You can listen to our Frank Castle episode. And if you really want to enjoy this in a different, you know, different way, we've also done, of course, Johnny, regular Ghost Rider in the past, very early on the show's life cycle. I love Ghost Rider. (laughs) Yeah. This is a Frank Castle that has been around for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, has acquired these incredible powers and pretty much seen the end of the universe happen. He's died several times, but it's all culminating in him kind of joining the 616 Marvel universe. And when he joins this universe, what superpowers does he kind of bring to the table? What's he what's he got going on? Well, he's essentially a ghostwriter, guys. He he's got all the ghostwriter stuff, the strength, the the hell the hell bike, the penance stare, the chains, all of it. But he's been enhanced with the power cosmic bestowed upon him by none other than Galactus himself. It souped up his bike, souped up his stare, his strength. I mean, he's he's a high threat level in MCP, but you have to understand in the comic books, that high threat level is him holding back. That's him when he's just fighting against mortals and doesn't want to just destroy everything. He is capable of probably leveling a planet. I think Silver Surfer with the addition of the, you know, powers of this demon <laughs> inside of him that that is demanding justice and recompense and the elimination of evil. It's all quite scary, but since it's Donnie, it's, you know, fun and goofy. As I've mentioned a little earlier, Cosmic Ghost Rider is first going to show up in Thanos Volume 2, Number 13, which released in November 2017. 
He's created by Donny Cates and Jeff Shaw, but he's, of course, based on Frank Castle, the Punisher, who was created by Jerry Conway, John Romita Sr., and Ross Andrew. So it's time to get into the history. Let's talk origin story first. Cosmic Ghost Rider is going to come from an alternate timeline. Uh, It's based on the Marvel Prime universe, but sometime in the future, Thanos is... He's going to get that gauntlet. You know, he's going to physically <laughs> come to Earth and try to murder everyone. And during this, the ensuing cut battles and whatnot, Frank Castle is actually killed. He is killed by falling rubble that's coming from a building that, that Hulk is thrown into. And of course, when Hulk is thrown into a building, we all know that that building is removed from the board. So this building removed Frank Castle from the board as well. His dying thoughts are how much he wants, what? What's that? Vengeance. And those are the magic words, ladies and gentlemen. He finds himself awakening in hell, of course, but he's facing down Mephisto, who said, I heard you want some vengeance. And suddenly, Frank Castle, the Punisher, is the new Ghost Rider. Yep. He will find himself back on Earth. He's got his hell bike. He's on fire. He's ready. He's going to punish evil. He's going to get some vengeance, but there's no one there. He's on earth alone. Thanos has already killed literally everyone and moved on. So he kind of rides around in circles on earth for who knows how long, thousands of years, presumably. Uh, Eventually Mephisto even will quit caring, quit answering his calls, whatever, quit picking up, leaving him on red. And so this is just going to go on and he's going to lose his mind and he's going to become this kind of wise cracking Frank Castle, which guys, I'm going to level with you here. I'm always honest with you. This version of Frank Castle does not resonate with me very much. I really enjoy these comics. I enjoy all these situations and wild things that Donnie Cates does and thinks up and puts his characters in and just this just weird stuff, you know, you know, fun cool metal things, but Frank himself feels like discount Deadpool to me and that's okay. I'm moving on. Like you said, he goes kind of crazy. He loses his mind. He develops psychosis. And I guess what we're saying here is that we think the Frank castle that we know, if that happened to him, he would not go to the Deadpool Joker side of things. He would go to, you know, a more amplified Frank castle, maybe even talking less than he already does. I'm thinking like, go more Thanos in the way of just, Oh yeah, it's not my choice. I don't want to, but I have to kill you, you know, just right. Like that last little shred of Frank is kind of eroded away. And Mm -hmm. And it's like, no one's, you know, go more to the, no one's innocent. Everyone has to die type thing, but that's neither here nor there. That's just our personal headcanon. If you disagree, that's totally fine, man. This is a, this is a very, very, very minor quibble that is sticking in my craw for some reason. So Don't worry about it too much. If you like the way this character talks, then I support you. And I want to go on record as saying, I do really enjoy these comics. Yeah, they just work. But It's just Frank's dialogue just doesn't resonate with me. That's all. That's all it is. Something Chris and I were talking off mic about this series a lot. To me, and maybe this is just the framing that the writers wanted to go through, which makes perfect sense through this lens, but it definitely feels less Punisher Defenders style and more guardians style right through its writing through its dialogue things like that and it is a cosmic thing right so i mean 
that might be part of it as well. And like you said, feels a little bit like Deadpool at times, but I would say more just like that Guardians, especially the movies Guardians. And he does work with the Guardians a lot. Not long. Yeah, not long after his introduction. So, you know, like I said, it's really not a big deal. We've already probably spent too much time on it, but that's okay. It's it's just this thing I had to get out for some reason. So, like I said, don't let it bother you. I really do enjoy this character in these comics. So it's just an annoying little thing. Just like living on an earth alone with no one to love, no one to vengeance. It's tough. You know, it's an annoying little thing, but thankfully lucky for us and lucky for Frank, an extremely injured Galactus is going to show up to earth looking for help, thinking that earth's mightiest heroes are available to help him against Thanos to help him, you know, save all of existence, basically, because uh, Thanos is literally going in, in this timeline. Thanos is going to every world and eliminating everyone by hand. This is not just like a snap situation. This is a he's looking in your eyes while he does it type thing. Really terrifying. Anyway, there's no one on Earth to help Galactus except for this insane Frank Castle. So Frank talks Galactus into making him his herald. So this is how Cosmic Ghost Rider is born. Galactus bestows a fraction of his power to Ghost Rider Frank Castle, giving him the the power cosmic and voila. We've got the chains made of the bones of Sidorak. We've got the souped up extra dimensional insane hell bike. We've got the really cool costume with the great red spikes and shoulders pads. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've got a souped up penance stare. This guy is powerful enough that if the writer wants to make him do something he's never done, like just, I mean, he's done this once, but just kind of emanate a giant wave of energy and kind of incinerate everything around him. He can do it because he's got the power cosmic. He's that powerful. So like I said earlier, when he's fighting against mortals or or on earth or helping your favorite characters, he is holding back and handicapping himself to an immense degree. Yeah. Just to not kill innocents. So I mean he's about as powerful as you get in the Marvel Universe, right? He's he is that, he that is top percent. I mean, Silver Surfer mixed with Ghost Rider. It's insane. It's two incredible power sets, right? Yeah. So pretty cool. So Galactus and Cosmic Ghost Rider are going to become this dynamic duo going around the universe, trying to save people, trying to beat Thanos for honestly, they become legendary and they it's implied they do it for a very, very, very long time. But all good things must come to an end, Jesse. And as Frank and Galactus confront Thanos, Thanos easily rips Galactus's head off and Galactus is no more. This Thanos is insane. This is a very, very, very mean, insane Thanos. Yes. And extremely powerful. I mean, if you're just on a whim doing that to Galactus, <laughs> the destroyer of worlds, not you know, normal. It's pretty wild. So instead of killing Frank, Thanos convinces him by saying that uh, I can show you more evil than you can even punish, more evil than you can even vengeance against. Okay. And Frank takes him up. You know, he becomes the black right hand of Thanos, the mad Titan. 
So that's going to... So now we have this character, King Thanos. King Thanos is going to convince... He's going to order Frank to go back in time to get a younger version of Thanos to help him take out the last person, the last being that that hasn't been conquered by Thanos. Of course, he's got... He's literally got the Hulk being kept as a pet. You know, he's got Frank, you know, all these all these little things around, but the last unconquered person is the Silver Surfer. And wouldn't you know it, the Silver Surfer has Mjolnir. He's got Thor's hammer. So that's another two mm. incredible power sets mixed together, right? So eventually younger Thanos and older Thanos are going to have this a falling out. Young Thanos is going to off King Thanos and return to his time. And Silver Surfer with Molinier is going to kill Frank. This is Frank's second death, but something else is going to happen. Frank can never just die. And it's never his own choice. It's it's other people. Oh, the Mephisto thing, a little different. But this one, Odin is going to rip him through timelines, through dimensions, through realities, and get him in Valhalla. He's going to be one of the very, very few mortals on Valhalla and he's gonna hate it. Constantly getting in trouble, constantly picking fights. Frank Castle, not built for just enjoying life, man. He's, he's gotta be doing something. So Odin kind of grants him a wish, but also kind of kicks him out of Valhalla. So he'll be repowered as cosmic ghost Rider, And he's going to now be sent to a time when Thanos is just, I mean, really just kind of a toddler, just barely walking, barely talking. And he's going to go, he's going to kill Thanos before Thanos can become Thanos. Mm-hmm. So Frank's going to use his cosmic penance stare on this kid. And he's going to find out that baby Thanos is innocent. He was not born. Even. Nope. 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 It is, it is death herself that chooses Thanos as her instrument. And this is what's going to lock Thanos into his, his path and death all but tells Frank that you can't stop it. No one can stop it. When she picks a Herald, when she picks a right hand, when she picks a champion, there's no one that can stop it. And she might also imply that she's maybe picked Frank for that as well. Pretty interesting here. Yeah. Really cool concepts and ideas here. Mm-hmm. Twisting and adding to the Thanos lore, right? That we already know. Right. Marvel. So, of course, I jumped ahead with this death thing. It's neither here nor there. Just a little little tidbit. Going back to where we are in the story, Frank is going to now decide to raise baby Thanos himself because it's an innocent kid. And we've got this little call back to, you know, Cable and Hope Summers. 100%. And, and all that. And wouldn't you know it, as soon as Cosmic Ghost Rider, Frank Castle, decides he's going to do this, We've got a time traveling cable leading the Avengers from a wacky dimension or for the, from the future of this dimension, this, this new timeline that Frank has just created by deciding to do this. And I mean, we got everybody, we've got Kamala Khan, her Miss Marvel powers, but she's also got the captain America shield. We've got juggernaut Howard, the duck. I mean, just so many, so many weird characters and character designs that I can't even really remember them all yeah some of them like dual powered like you said yes just different versions of characters you know and love yeah yeah golly and and these are these are the resistance from the future from the future where this this baby thanos raised by the punisher (laughs) cosmic punisher 
rules, you know, it's, it's as you would imagine, extremely authoritarian and extremely black and white, just a hellscape. So what does Frank do? Well, of course, he's set in his ways. He's decided he is going to raise this baby Thanos. So he just he just kills them all, man. Pretty easily. That's yes. That. Without any trouble. I mean, we're talking cable. Got omega level powers. We're talking several omega level powered beings here. Madness. Just not a problem. Well, eventually Thanos, future Thanos, Punisher Thanos is going to show up. He's going to walk through this this time this time traveling portal and it's thanos but he's wearing a punisher get up yeah you know and he says hey dad why don't you come to the future with me and he they go to the future and after seeing all these wonderful things for that that a very few people get you know frank sees the actual reality of this future and and, and this goes to show how powerful he is this is that kind of incendiary thing i'm talking about he literally kills this thanos just unleashes the power cosmic penance stare and, and evaporates him incinerates him to nothing and destroys this whole timeline. And he takes, he takes baby Thanos back to be raised. And, you know, we've had two instances of a younger Thanos seeing a, a version of his older self that he does not want to get turn into. So this happens with King Thanos and this happens with Punisher Thanos. So in a way, Frank is possibly affecting things for the good, but he also taught Lady Death kind of tells Frank this, that you just taught baby Thanos an insane level of violence and, and just insane, yeah. you know, gave him a bloodlust. That's you. Thanks, bud. So that's a wonderful, wonderful story arc there. I probably told you too much about because I want you to read it, but it is a, it's, a five issue miniseries, yeah, just Cosmic Ghost Rider Volume One. Yeah, Baby Thanos must die. It's good. It's fun. So now we're gonna we're gonna move through the rest of this with a little bit m- less of an eye of to detail. I'm gonna give you guys the generalities because there's not that much you can literally read all of this stuff in a weekend. So Frank is going to after. Leaving baby Thanos, he's going to go live this life on Earth. And of course, he's, you know, earlier on than present day Marvel because he went to a time when Thanos was a child. So he's going to spend the he's going to spend the rest of these years while he's catching up to the timeline, catching up to us, kind of trying to change a lot of things on Earth. But it's all going to eventually be erased and the memories are taken away from everybody because he gets to the point where he's making such big changes that, you know, Utah, the watchers showing up and we have some other forces that ju- they're just keeping him from doing it. After we go this through this, he's going to spend some time with the guardians of the galaxy after the, you know, after Thanos's death, there's going to be a whole thing about him being re resurrected, his consciousness being uploaded into another body. And of course the obvious thought for this is Gamora. Because it's kind of, you know, she became Thanos for a little bit. So we're going to gather all these cosmic cosmic beings and we're going to go kill Gamora. And it's going to, you know, it's going to set, set off a series of events. It's mostly going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy story by Donnie Cates. But Cosmic Ghost Rider is very much there. We're going to go through black holes. We're going to have some Beta Ray Bill fun. It's a really, it's just a 12 issue series. It's Guardians of the Galaxy 2019. It's a lot of fun. I'd recommend you read it. But at the end of it, 
I think there's some really interesting things that happen with Hella here, but at the end of this, you know, Frank is going to find himself in hell once again, thanks to Hella, whom though she's only a fourth threat in MCP does have power over, you know, the dead. And Frank is essentially a zombie. He's got his mind and everything, but he has been brought to life twice now or back to life twice. So Hella pretty much has complete control over him. She's going to send him to hell. And then that's where he's going to wake up to see Johnny blaze. Who's, you know, the king of hell at this point He's going to force Frank to possess Avengers mountain and attack the Avengers. Frank, after going through all this is going to be sick of earth and return to the cosmic area. Once again, he's going to be punishing vengeancing all over. And eventually he's going to be thrown in prison space prison. He's going to kind of depower himself. Just be Frank. He's going to accept this punishment, but he's going to get in a scuffle of course. And he's going to accidentally free this very, 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 very powerful parasite and let it loose into the world. Eventually Frank is going to have to confront this parasite who is going to become a character named the cosmic King. Once again, I think you should read all this stuff. We're going to get a new character introduced through all this named Camille Benelli. Some good things are going to happen to her. Some bad things are going to happen to her. Essentially here, these are some pretty wild adventures for Frank here that, that are going on, you know, kind of currently and more recently in Marvel. I think I would really like it for you guys to read them. Uh, eventually, Frank is going to get split into two and have to uh, figure this out. He's going to have to figure out how to come back together. Uh, we're going to be dealing with a lot of big cosmic forces, the Cosmic King. It's a lot of fun. But this is as far as we're going to go in lore today because, and I want to stress this, Cosmic Ghost Rider is a very new and still very active character in Marvel. Mm-hmm. So if you are listening to this later, I mean, he could have been in a ton more stuff. And <laughs> yeah. even just a year from now, you know, he could be a major hero or villain in the most incredible storyline that's ever taking place. But it just, maybe it hasn't happened yet. So he is going strong. So if you want to get caught up on him, Really, really easy to do, and it is quite a fun ride. Absolutely. So MCU, no Cosmic Ghost Rider yet. Not yet. Now, Disney's been in talks recently of recanonizing the Daredevil Defenders universe from Netflix. Fantastic. I think John Bernthal is the greatest Punisher ever that's been on live action screen. I don't think that's hard. There was one more Punisher movie, though. Ray Stevenson. There's that one, and then isn't there Balin one more? Skull, man, as Punisher. Well, my personal favorite Punisher is Dolph Lundgren from The Punisher, 1989. <laughs> I mean, he's good. He's good. What are you talking about? It's Dolph Lundgren. Of course yeah, he's good. He's good in everything. But no, John Bernthal, I think, brings the most depth of all the these The answer, guys. of course, is John Bernthal. He's the best, but my favorite is Dolph Lundgren. Your favorite and the best do not always have to be the same. That is very true there. That is absolutely very true. Um, but yeah, to see him just more Punisher in the future is great. If he played some Cosmic Ghost Rider in the future, I would I would not be upset, but seems unlikely at this point. But like Chris said, you never know what Marvel's going to do. You never forward. know. You really don't. I really could see Marvel expanding Cosmic in the future, many years out um, in the MCU, especially in the realm of shows. If they can, if they can survive this next phase or two, yeah. But yeah, they we'll can figure see. out what they're doing. Yeah, we'll see if they can. Apparently, Echo's good. I don't know. Have you seen it yet? I've not seen Echo yet, but Ooh. I've also heard that it's kind of Netflix Daredevil adjacent which is good 
you know, trying to recanonize some stuff. Well, we'll see. I guess I'll have to watch it and uh, talk about it. Yeah, we'll watch it and we'll talk about it. I mean, I'm still convinced Daredevil is some of the best things in the Marvel live action universe. And easily Vincent D'Onofrio is top five villains of the entire MCU. And that's that's saying something. And he is canonized again as a as a villain, yes. right? So yes, time will tell with all that. But to get this Defender stuff back would be great. And then obviously we could maybe see Frank Castle return and things like that. But time will tell. Time will tell. But as of right now, he's not anywhere in the canon as it stands. So, Chris, that's got to close out our lore section with your final comic book recommendation. What are we reading today? What do you recommend? I know we kind of touched on the main storyline of his initial run, which you and I both thoroughly enjoyed. But is there something else? I would honestly say you can really just read anything Cosmic Ghost Rider right now. There's not a ton, ton out there. But if you want to read one of the more recent things one of the things i was talking about at you know kind of wrapped up with uh, revenge of the comic ghostwriter it is a five issue miniseries and it's written by dennis hopeless who's pretty good comic book writer okay so that in addition to cosmic ghostwriter by donny cates oh yeah and then you know you can also read that 2019 guardians of the galaxy run like i said yeah. it's only 12 issues and it's donny so that the they're not heavy reading it's really fun. And you get to see the Guardians of the Galaxy come back together. It's great. Yeah. Also, Bill showing up, which is always a fun Well, time he's here. a guardian, baby. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Chris. Well, very exciting lore today. Let's jump right into Cosmic Ghost Rider and Marvel Christ Protocol and strategy. Starting with his name, Cosmic Ghost Rider and his alter ego, of course, is Frank Castle. He is a six-threat model. That's right. He's one of our big characters. Let's talk about his stats on his healthy side, he has a stamina of nine. On his injured side, he has a stamina of seven, giving him 16. His defenses are four across the board, four, four, four. He's a large sized base, medium mover, very fast. We're talking Malekith speed here, but in fact, he's even faster, and we'll get to that later. Six threat model, Chris, anything stand out? He looks like a six threat. Yeah. The, the, overloaded, the overloaded health on the front side is not always... My favorite, but sometimes you like it. It just depends on the situation. Yeah, I think it's always better, right? You think so? Well, because you count for objectives longer, in theory. You do count for objectives longer. You win those ties or whatever, you know, against injured models. And it turns out he can injure models really easily. Yeah, I think he's fine. I think all the stats are are great. And they just get better the more we get into his card. I think, he, you know, it's, it's, the text. It's, it's no secret. And, you know, this is not a meta discussion or a a strategy discussion. And through that lens, this is our show and, you know, examining this card, but there's no secret that he is a strong six threat. Right. And it's also funny because we don't have many six threats in the game. So it's not really like the six, seven and eight threat spots in particular are so narrow as it is that absolutely, you know, they're already so strong by default because they are a certain threat. But additionally, I think he's just a great character all around and this should continue to resonate from our news update last year where we we said all this but this is our refined additional thoughts after you know playing against him for some time i think would now be a perfect time chris to talk about how he changes the dice and we're going to have to jump around a little bit and talk about his innate ability ready to roll at the start of the first power phase this character gains a psychosis token while it has a psychosis token it counts skull results in its attack defense and dodge rolls as successes, no longer failures. And while this character has a psychosis token, it cannot hold, contest, or interact with objective tokens. So essentially, when Cosmic Ghost Rider has the psychosis token, 
which is going to be a lot. And we'll find out ways that he keeps it or loses it later. But he becomes Nebula, essentially, or Honey Badger, right? But then he gets so much better dice results on attack and defense and dodge because the thing that's a failure for essentially everyone in the game, despite some situations outside of, you know, things like Reality Gym, Reality Stone, things like that, and certain other characters like Scarlet Witch, he gets all these benefits. And what's cool about him too, Chris, is this is just blanket. I mean, this is even better than Dormammu because Dormammu has it on attack, but not defense. Yeah. Being able to juice defense dice in this game is really great. Yeah, they're not good in this game. Typically. Because they're not good. And if they have another successful result, it's a net gain of two, right? They're losing a negative result and they're gaining a success result. It's just wild. Like it's, yeah. it's very, very good. His defense dice, I mean, they're still defense dice. They're not going to break the game, right? It's yeah, not still his worse de- than attack dice. It's not his defenses that people are upset about, I will say. I'm just saying it is pretty nice. It definitely gives him consistency on attack and defense, right? Which is something or more consistency. So with all that said, I feel like we had to talk about that power first before I talk about his first attack, because now we're kind of going to frame his attacks and his defensive stuff through these lenses. So his first attack is an energy attack called Hellfire Blasters. It is range four. It is a strength of six, which is amazing. It's a power cost of zero, and it is a gainer. After the attack is resolved, Cosmic Ghost Rider gains one power. Pretty good. Yeah, we just sang the praises of a six dice gainer on Scourge yep. without counting skulls. Now, keep in mind, Scourge is a three-threat character, so I think, once again, another massive point in Scourge's camp, a <laughs> three-threat that has Big six time. dice attack, but a, a range for six dice attack that also counts skulls. I mean, we're in Dormammu territory now, right? On a six-threat, mm. right? Absolutely. So, absolutely amazing, consistent. You know, this is the attack you're going to use most of the time. That's just kind of how it is. Given the cost of the next attack we're about to talk about, yeah, I think you're going to use this about 80%, 90% of the time. And it's range four, so like it's really easy to double tap or oh, split, yeah. split fire if you need to. 12 dice, attack dice a turn without yeah. having to pay for it. That's pretty That's pretty good. So let's talk about his second attack. It is a mystic attack, power, cosmic, penance, stare. Yeah. I, don't, I do not ever want to be penance stared, and I do not want to be power, cosmic, penance stared. Ever, yeah. ever, ever. It is range two, strength of 12, power cost of six. The target character does not gain power for damage dealt by this attack. And we have a Yahtzee here. If you roll a wild, a crit, a hit, a defense, and a skull. So one of everything. True Yahtzee, yep. You will trigger dust to dust. Change each of the target character's defense results to a skull result. Yeah, this this attack is insane. This is design-wise kind of a mix of the Pennant Stare and Malekith Spender, which is mm-hmm. great because those are both terrifying spender attacks. But this one's better, Chris, because it's not only it's 12 dice. It's 12 dice with this ready-to-roll ability. Yep. And we've already talked about how explosive dice are in MCP, and the more dice you have, the more chance you have to see more results, the more chance you have to see more skulls. And then the Yahtzee is just an added bonus. I don't think you're ever, ever really guaranteeing the Yahtzee or looking for the Yahtzee. That is what it is. Because I think most models that are fourth threat or less, if they're teed up a little bit, are just going to be removed with this attack. That's just how it is. So yep. you don't even need the Yahtzee. The Yahtzee is just kind of like a, an insult to injury. It's great. I mean, the theme is great. It's a win more power. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely totally see. We saw this power in the Donny Cates like run. Like it's this very is a, cool. Chris is basically explaining so like when he fights the Avengers, like this is this dust to dust <laughs> happens. <laughs> Dude, a lot of the art in these runs too is Absurd. great. And when he when he cosmic penance stares 
baby Thanos, that that whole oh page gosh. is just beautiful. It's beautiful. Just gorgeous, yeah. So I think there's one of the best spenders in the game, if not arguably the best attrition spender in the game. I think we can safely say that as it stands right now. How often are you going to do that? Maybe we'll once see. a game. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll talk Maybe. about that with these superpowers that are very good. Starting with the first superpower, which is an active superpower called the Interstellar Hell Cycle, costs X. Cosmic Ghost Rider may spend one to five power to use this superpower. Place Cosmic Ghost Rider within range X of its current position, where X is the amount of power you spent. The super the superpower can only be used once per turn. That's right, Chris. We finally have a teleport range five if we ridiculous. need it. This is ridiculous because you have also guarantees with this character where it's like in the absolute least, you know, you could like shoot someone once and get another power and then maybe you can bump two or three now, right? Like there's things like that power phase in addition to your gainer and things like that because there's more things for him in the power phase, but like not even counting off of that element, just like say he gets one power in the power phase, you shoot your gun. Well, now you know in the absolute least he can body slide, right? So I think this power is insane. I think this is actually... This superpower and the next superpower are essentially his best two things, right? I mean, we just Absolutely. talked about how consistent he is with dice, which is great, but it's his mobility. It's his displacement. It's, it's mobility and displacement and then just blowing things up. <laughs> it's yeah. wild. He's he's incredible. And we're seeing a theme that Malekith had too. And Malekith's theme was he had insane mobility with his massive charge and he had displacement with his charge, right? Like yep. displacing models of any size, which now has been changed. Obviously. Cosmic Ghost Rider doesn't have a throw on its card at all, but I think everything is framed through this interstellar hell cycle thing because now you can start putting him in teams that give power and he his power level goes up even more because you put him in a team like A-Force and humans, things like that, where it's like, oh, not only is he good on his own, but now I can pass him power at will potentially through game state things and guarantee maybe a range three or four or five hell cycle, right? And which is crazy because it also means with his medium move, he can get to your back deployment if he needs to. Yes. He's done it to me. Yeah. I mean, he's done it to just about all of us. Yeah. Yeah. He can catch he can, anyone he needs he to. He can get anywhere he needs to. He can take him out. Black cat's not hiding. Yeah. Well said. And that's the power of this bike for sure. But we got to move on to his next superpower, Chris. The next superpower is the one. It's the one. It is an active superpower. It is the chains of Sidorak. Choose a character. This can be your own. This can be your character too. That's right. Within range three of Cosmic Ghost Rider and push it towards Cosmic Ghost Rider short. Then the chosen character gains the incinerate special condition. A character can be affected by the superpower only once a turn. So you can hit everybody on the board with this once every turn. If you have the power to do so, you're not going to, but that's, I'm just saying theoretically within the rules, you can hit your characters and their characters, every one of them once a turn. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's gives you a whole new avenue of play for cosmic ghost rider where it's like he can go early and remove models for the activate, or he can wait and go late and be like a souped up web warrior. Mm. Right. And displace the board at the end of a round, deny some scoring, gain some scoring for his own team, which is great because now we've just established that, he does have a massive weakness is that he doesn't score, right? But right. But neither do you because neither you're do you. dead. Exactly. You're dead or displaced, right? Yep. So 
That's important. But continuing with his superpowers, he has a reactive superpower called Cosmic Justice on Wheels. It does cost three, which I think is a very fair cost. After an ally character is dazed or KO'd by an enemy effect, after the effect is resolved, this character may use the superpower. It makes a Hellfire attack against the enemy character that caused that effect. This is Bucky's Got Your Back. Less range because his blasters are range four. It's great. Yep. Hard to set up with him because I think quite frequently on Cosmic Ghost Rider's turns, you are dumping your all your power on the Penance Stair, on the Hell Cycle, on the Chains of Sidorak. So th- to have three power on your opponent's turn, outside of them attacking you, giving you a little bit of power. Exactly. It's fairly rare. That's been my experience. But also, something to keep in mind when you're fighting Cosmic Ghost Rider, if he's got one power on him or something, maybe don't attack him and give him this, right? So keep that in mind, you know, so. It's something you need to at least consider for sure. Yeah, because it just like Fury Senior and the Howling Commandos, got your back with a character with a gainer is very strong. Because in a weird way, it's like it costs two, not three. You right. Because you're guaranteeing, even if the attack whiffs, you're guaranteeing getting a power back. So why not try, you know? So that's a very frequent thing to do. And this is the scariest got your back in the game because he's counting skulls. Yeah. With six dice. With six dice. So I'm not saying they're not going to do it. They're definitely going to do it. But I'm saying it is the furthest down the totem pole of priorities. And this is a very power hungry character, despite how much power he gains. He needs a lot of power to do a lot of things because he can do a lot of things. But how does he get that power, Jesse? Let's talk about his next superpower. It is an innate ability. I'm the spirit of vengeance, bearer of the power cosmic and just a bit unstable. During the power phase, Cosmic Ghost Rider rolls five dice. For each critical, wild, and hit rolled, Cosmic Ghost Rider gains one power. Then, if this character has five or more power, Cosmic Ghost Rider gains a psychosis tokens and drops all objective tokens it is holding. At the start of the next power phase, remove all psychosis tokens from this character. This is crazy. So he's going to gain normal power from the power phase and then you're going to roll a dice to see what's happening which is just crazy now i think the average on this is you're going to be like dice averages aside i think on this you can guarantee you're going to have two or three power every power phase right for the most part yeah you're gonna and you're gonna get lucky other times you're gonna get lucky but you're gonna like four or five you're gonna whiff sometimes too pretty rare yeah pretty rare but you're gonna whiff sometimes too and that's that's the nature of this and makes it fun but also I think it's also what makes Cosmic Ghost Rider feel so powerful because he's already a strong model and you're adding this slot machine aspect to him every turn to make him even stronger, right? So you've got to be aware as the Cosmic Ghost Rider player and the person playing against Cosmic Ghost Rider, how much did you gain this round? Oh my goodness. Okay, so I've got to keep an eye on that. You can change the Sidorak two times or you you can Interstellar Health Cycle to this point. So maybe I should move the other way. Like There's things that you can actually account for but what's crazy, this is every round, Chris. So, I mean, this could just, as you said, you could get lucky multiple rounds in a row at the front end of a round. And then even if your dice start whiffing on the back ends of rounds, does Cosmic Ghost Rider care? No. Once you've got a couple activations removed, it's kind of snowball, right? Yeah. He's that strong. Absolutely. He is that strong. So let's talk about the second part of this. If he has five more power, he drops objectives. Okay. That's, that's good. That's strong because he's becoming nebula again right what's cool is at the start of the next power phase remove all psychosis tokens from this character and you kind of try again 
right? And so what's important about that is you can stop him from getting his ready to roll in some ways, right? By removing power, things like rogue and stuff, right? You can really slow him down and make him base solely off of his roll to see if he's counting skulls or not. So that is kind of a weakness he has as well, though I think it's a little bit harder to plan for. We're starting to get more characters that can do that power drain. Yeah. Power drain, right. sap power, things like that. It's going to be coming into the game more. I, I, my thinking is you're going to see it a lot more this year, but we'll see about that. The irony is classic Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider is a really cool counter to him because I love that you attack Johnny Blaze's team. He gets powered up, right? Yep. Johnny Blaze can also make your own crits hurt you. So Cosmic Ghost Rider is rolling good. a lot of dice, and so he's going to have more crits than average uh, other characters, so Johnny Blaze can fight that. And Johnny Blaze can pen stare him, not give him power when he kills him, right? So there's a lot of layers to that, and we can get into that like in other discussions in the future. There's a lot of characters that can deal with Cosmic Ghost Rider, but the hardest part is you're on this fine line of how much do you ignore him? How much do you focus fire him? Yep. How much do you control him? And it's going to be based off of what your list has, right? So there's so many things going on in his card that I get that it's hard to keep up with because closing out his card, he has an amazing slew of, of innates. He has flight. So keeping that mobility alive and we assumed he had flight, but there it is. And then he has immunity to bleed hex incinerate poison. Very similar to Johnny blaze in that regard, because he is the spirit of vengeance. These things should not affect him. Right. (laughs) But it also makes it harder to deal with them. Now, there's a massive notable something missing on this grouping, Chris, and it, it's stun and stagger. He hates stun. He hates stagger. You love to see it. She-Hulk laughs, right? She's like, I can oh, give yeah, both man. of those. I can give both of those. And I can punch you really hard. And she can slow him, too. That's right. I don't know if I mentioned it. She is a size three character. That is notable for pushes and stuff, but he's not size four. So he's not immune to like... I mean, certain models that are lower threat can displace size three right? around. Yeah. 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 And force him to spend power to get back to where he needs to be or to use to use one of his, you know, possible attacks to move instead. You know, it's th- those are very good ways of deal trying attempting to deal with him. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. And, you know. We've talked about this a lot. I think he's a very strong character, but at the same time, Chris, I think the pilot of this character has to know how to play him. You know, one hundred percent. He is not plug and play. You can't just, Hulk in that way. You cannot just put him together and start winning games. No, you and I'm sure people experience. think that right now, but that's not that's not the, not the case. Not to date us here, but there's a lot of negativity about this character in in the community, and he's just the latest character in the crosshair. You know. I think a lot of that is going on. He he is a little overtuned. He is for not sure. always a fun play experience. There's smoke here for a reason, I will say, but he's not ruining the game. It's fine. Someone's always got to be the best in their class, and unfortunately, he's the best by a large margin, and I think that could be reduced a little bit, and he could still be the best in his class, right? And that class being fast, scary attrition piece, right? 100% agree. So... At his threat level, right? So I think AMG kind of knocked this character out of the park in in regards to the rules, though he needs a little bit of tuning, which I think we will get in the future because they're really good about that. But I mean, just the concepts here, the the design itself, all his abilities are completely in canon. I mean, this person knew Cosmic Ghost Rider. It's cool. The the power design together. This is not like this is these all have something really well thought out lore wise. Design wise, this character is insane. (laughs) Yeah. Capturing what Cosmic Ghost Rider is, his power set, which is so expansive 
and yeah. putting it inside the framework of MCP and making it work is incredible. Like I really do like this character a lot and I'm very excited for them to, to tune a couple of these dials down for me to not feel bad about playing him. Yeah. That's the irony. That's where you and I both have been since his release. Yes, 100%. We're going to play him when that changes, but yeah, it's, has me really excited for silver surfer in the future. Oh my gosh. We're seeing like a vestige of what that could be. Right. I can't even, I don't want to think about it. (laughs) Uh, The paint jobs we're going to get on silver surfer or, you know, fingers crossed a Galactus ultimate encounter at some point. Right. Or something like that. I need that. Yeah. Yeah. That would be so fun, but phenomenal character in this game, phenomenal design. And you've got to respect him. I mean, you've got to have tools against him. And I also think that's another thing that he's showing up in the game right now. Chris, he is a gear check, because if someone does know how to play him really well and you don't have tools in your roster to either ignore him, control him, stagger him, blow him up, whatever it is, you're going to be in trouble, right? Because he is going to he's going to quickly catch your models, remove them. But at the end of the day, outside of his chains of Sidorak, he is a six threat model that rolls a lot of dice. And sometimes MCP dice just don't work out. And he doesn't have other tools than the chains and his movement, which is great tools. But I mean, he doesn't have other tools outside of rolling dice. Now he does have a gainer, which is very helpful in that regard. Um, it's kind of a guarantee. Like you're not on what you can get power wise, but it helps with the math. Not, yeah. it doesn't always pay off, you know, in massive amounts of power. It never does, but a guaranteed power or two, when you know, you need it, yeah. when you, when you can count on it is very, very nice. Absolutely. So let's start with his tactics cards, Chris. Obviously, before we get to his affiliations, he does have two. One of them is very wordy. It's the first one. It's it's time travel. Don't ask. It's unaffiliated reactive, which means you can play this in any team that Cosmic Ghost Rider's in. During the cleanup phase, after VPs have been scored, an allied Cosmic Ghost Rider that is not contesting an objective may spend five to play this card. If Cosmic Ghost Rider has a psychosis token, he may now remove it. Then Cosmic Ghost Rider may advance medium towards an objective you are not securing. If you are now securing that objective, you may immediately gain one VP. Now, I do like this card a lot, Chris. I think what's really cool about this is, and, you know, AMG quickly errated this card and kind of fixed the text. I just read the correct text for the listener. Yes. And it's a way to get rid of your psychosis token. And it's a way to get on scoring a point. That's really cool. I and mean, we don't really have things like this in MCP. This is the first we've really ever seen of this where it's like during cleanup, you can your model can move and score something, right? This is very like, I don't know. It's just new and exciting. It shows a lot of space in the game in the future. I think it's really cool. Yeah. And it's a way to get rid of your token, right? And so I do, I do have a question here about how this all works out. So you're scoring one VP from this card. And then if the psychosis token is removed and you happen to be winning that secure, you will also score that secures VP. No, because the first because the, the first line already says, happened. Yeah, because um, I think the most important thing to remember is during the timing is why we always say like when we play our games, like it says after score, VPs have been scored. Well, yeah. we always say like, all right, we're in cleanup. Score first. Don't trigger any other cleanup stuff. Right. Don't pull off tokens. Don't start healing or whatever you have, like abilities you might have. So no, he, he would not score. But it is a weird way to be like, <laughs> it is a weird way to win the game. I was if thinking how, 15, how crazy it would just to keep this around for when you're at 15. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll yeah. just win. Yeah. Yeah. And I also like that, you know, 
when it first came out, people were like, why am I doing this? It's just like a movement. But now it's like saying like you guarantee you get rid of psychosis tokens. So maybe that's something you want for the next round as well. Potentially you could get it back if you Yahtzee really high. Yeah. But unlikely because you just spent five power to play this card. There's still a risk there. I mean, it's the lore of the character that, you know, it's, it's very unpredictable, but he's unstable. Interesting card. Absolutely. But interesting card. I just, it's one of those things that Cosmic Ghost Rider is so good by himself that I think a lot of people are just bringing five cards that work for the rest of their team. I think that makes a lot of sense <laughs> to do right now. But I will read the next card. I do think this one is very exciting. Servants of the Titan, Black Order only, active. Spoiler, Cosmic Ghost Rider is part of the Black Order. Yeah, he was he was the, the black right hand of Thanos. That's right. During the Cosmic Ghost Rider's activation, any number of allied Black Order characters may spend one power to play this card. For each power spent to play this card, roll a dice. Once again, we're, we're slot machining it up. For each crit, hit, and wild, and blank in the result, Cosmic Ghost Rider deals one damage to an enemy character within range three of him. For each skull and block in the result, Cosmic Ghost Rider suffers one damage, but then gains one power. I think it is a very good card, Chris, especially in Corvus Sled Black Order. Yeah, white yeah. Order. 100%. Because unmitigated damage and mcp is huge it's just absolutely massive. It's massive you could do this at like the top of a ghost rider turn to see what he gets and then decide on who to to finish off or you can say oh wow i killed that character with just this card now i can hell cycle over here and catch something else which is very black order and i also don't even think the back part is bad i think it's great because you're just moving power off of people like so let's say proxima's loaded up well, the value of a power on Cosmic Ghost Rider is higher than Proxima, and you'll take that for the one damage, right? Absolutely. Every time. So I think it's a very good card if you're running Black Order Cosmic Ghost Rider lists, and I think you I think you should give it a shot, especially if you're running Power Swan on your list something too, right? You've got a lot of power floating around to move this around, and I think it's very fun. So definitely give that a shot. But that's it for his card, Chris, and his tactics cards, and we're going to close out like we always do with his affiliations. Oh, Keep yes. This real short and sweet. He is affiliated with only two teams in the game, which makes a lot of lore sense. He's affiliated with the Black Order, like Chris just alluded to, why he is, and then the Guardians of the Galaxy. He definitely joined the, the team, joined the Guardians of the Galaxy team for about three, four, maybe five panels before he left. So, yeah, he's. he's and I'm sure he'll eternal, be back with them. He's an eternal guardian now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he'll are, be back with them in the future. Guardians are family. Yeah, and the cool thing about Guardians, obviously, in the lore is they, they'll take anybody's help they can get and they'll get it done, right? I mean, that's kind of their, and, their but thing. The best part about Gal- Guardians to me is, yes, we love them. The movies are great, but no one wants to be a Guardian of the Galaxy. They in, always leave. In the Marvel Universe, no one wants to be on that team. They're considered weird, unstable, misfits, you know, yep. the, whole, the whole thing. So they're in-universe absolutely a b c d tier squad for sure for sure and i love that i do love that too so he's incredible in guardians because turns out when you have re-rolls on a character that counts skulls on his attack and defense dice the chances of you using those re-rolls to net something positive are just better like this is not even a math segment this is just if he had a superpower in his card that said you know he can re-roll a couple dice throughout a game it's massive on a character like this because that could be the difference. It could be one of those things where you're sending four damage into a character that needs five damage to days and you're saying, okay, I re-roll that and what are the chances I get a hit, wild, crit, or skull, right? 
So that's a feature. Also, another feature of it is keeping him alive. You could keep him alive on one or two from using defensive rerolls with counting skulls and then guarantee that he gets to go that round and do his stuff, right? So I think in Guardians, it's a no-brainer. He's kind of insane. They're already an insane team without him. And now they have a guy that can do something that the rest of them can't do. He can go anywhere on the board, remove models that are running away and stuff, while the rest of the Guardians kind of gun line up, bubble up. It's a ridiculous pairing, giving them that skill set. The combo is is kind of absurd, yeah, right? And, it's wild. you know, we've seen the power level over the years. It continues to be relevant in Marvel Christ Protocol, three threat leaders, right? Three threat leaders give you so much math freedom to build your teams. Flexibility. It's, yeah. It's great. I keep choosing teams with high threat leaders and it always annoys me. I'm ready. It's like the, the high threat leader teams. You just, your roster has to look different. You've got to bring a bunch of fours, right? Yes. And what's the freedom of three threat leader gives you is it gives you those fours. It gives you these high threat models like Cosmic Ghost, right? It gives you low threat models. It, it gives you a lot of freedom to just play. So of course he's amazing in that team. But I think that same theme continues in Black Order, though I think it's very pricey and very tough. Him and Thanos together, okay, that's 14 threat. That's kind of insane. But deaths decreeing this character's attacks are the best are the best death decrees in the game. Like full stop. I mean it just sure. because yeah. you're adding more dice for low cost and getting skull results. But additionally, that wide black order which i want to explore more in the coming year something i've always been yes intrigued in i think he slots right in with that team and maybe they're one of the lower power level teams but i think he might bring them up in that way because you are giving up thanos to do that which is obviously the best thing in black order arguably is just thanos <laughs> has to be right i mean it has to be every time but now you're saying okay i'm starting with corvus proxima cosmic ghost rider and i'm at you know probably reality Corvus. Let's be real. Sure. So once again, we're at 14 threat again, but this time instead of two models, we have three slightly better, slightly better and options. So he's amazing. These teams, I don't think we need to get super deep into it. I think we should talk about places that he can be splashed. Turns out he can be splashed almost anywhere, but attrition teams really like him and teams with rerolls really like him. So right out the gate, something maybe less common, but we have already seen a little bit this year, him and Wakanda. Him and X-Force. Yeah, absolutely. Just, just giving him a reroll here and there is insane because those are already self-sustaining, powerful teams by themselves. And then you bring a model like this that can really just threaten everything on the board at any given time. Gives them tools to get done what they already want to do. The irony of the Wakanda version is they're really good at controlling some teams, but they also have explosive damage. So they could determine like what matchups they need Cosmic Ghost, right? And which ones they don't need him, right? And I think it's he's a toolbox for them. X-Force, you're just doing more of what X-Force does, right? Which is, they might be the best team in the game with multiple threats on the board at all times. I mean, every character, <laughs> every character in that that roster can take you out. He's just adding to that, right? He's just adding to it. He can be the cleanup crew at the end, just remove everything that's been teed up, or he can be the 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 first last or you know he can be the guy that sure. just starts the train though that's usually cable every time in that team so those are some obvious places let's get some more interesting places so a force the power Absolutely. thing you're kind of putting a bind there because now well now you've got two six threats who are you attacking but <laughs> you can you can fill out around these six threats with two very good two and three threat characters still have a decent amount of activations on the board that can yep. be useful. You can still have special delivery on call by bringing crystal. So now you're looking at a special delivery 
She-Hulk in the middle of the board that's already thrown a free out of activation attack. And we're looking at the displacement. You're going to get more displacement now from Cosmic Ghost Rider in this because he's getting a power every time one of your A-Force characters takes a damage, which you brought Okoye, you brought Black Widow, you brought Crystal. You've got we're going as wide as we can with these two big threats to keep damage fun or to keep power funneling into them. And I think it could be very effective. I want to mess around with it, but at the same time, I don't know. That's a lot of threat. Yeah. And that's a lot of like perfect piloting too, you know? Yes. Which is fine. You better be good. If you're good at it, it's somewhere like the tall brotherhood. If you're good at it, you're just going to control the game out. Right. But, and there's only one way to get good at it and that's play it. That's right. So, a force is an obvious place because passing power around is really good. What do you do in that team? It's like, do you attack his allies and ignore him, but then you're powering up him and the rest of the team through the A force leadership, or do you just go all into him and start powering up his allies? Right. Uh, then you've got, you know, I've always talked about how a force has this mini affiliation of the bodyguard puzzle inside there too. Right. And that's something that oh, can yeah. keep him alive. The bodyguard puzzle of Koye and she Hulk. And yeah, good shout out Chris that a force is still one of the only teams in the entire game that has two affiliated two threats. That's it's a big deal. Strengths. It's a very yeah. big deal. Yeah. And not so, to mention Shuri's yeah. in there providing rerolls as well. It's Never an bad. option. Never an bad. option. Absolutely. Well, talking about a couple more places that I think he's pretty solid and, and really fun. Shout out to classic Red Skull. You know, the guy that just Absolutely, gives you power man. when you deal one damage or more. It's insanity for him because, I mean, now the chains are getting a lot scarier really quickly. And I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Ironically, he doesn't work with Master Red Skull at all because the new leadership is choosing to count skulls as positive and you already do that. <laughs> so no, nothing nothing working there. But moving on, I mention it a lot, Chris, every time we have episodes with characters with power, but you know, honorable mention, the lore seems to work too. Dark Dimension with Dormammu. This guy just getting more power in the power phase guarantee. A guy that can dump power. We talked about guys that can dump power. We've talked about characters that can dump power and just that's what Dormammu wants. Now, I think Dormammu typically wants low threat characters, but there's nothing wrong with giving this a shot and just getting more power. I mean, it's kind of a live or die, blow you up quickly list, right? In that regard, right? And if it doesn't work early, it just doesn't work. But I think it's really fun. And I think the lore would be cool. And I think the models both on the table will get people to pop over to your table and see what's going on. You see Dormammu and Cosmic Ghost Rider flame heads on a team together and all these vibrancy of their colors and the cosmic stuff nature going on. Amazing. But I think let's talk about one of his best places outside of his affiliations. Okay. Okay. We've kind of touched on the show a little bit over time, but it's in humans. It just, it is. It's yeah. It's crazy. Easy call. Too, too, too good. Too good. I think honestly in humans with Cosmic Ghost Rider, one of the better teams right now, if someone's really learned it. Now, how often do they play Cosmic Ghost Rider? That's more interesting. That's, that's, that's where dependent. the learning comes in. Yeah. Five threat leader to start off, but quickly said passing him power at will you can actually power him up through a round make guarantee he goes last and maybe he's just that super web warrior i talked about where he moves hell cycles displaces two or three models your opponents don't really score that round right and your black bold and things like that continue to do what they do best right so i think that's an amazing place for him but additionally you could put him somewhere crazy like winter guard and now he's not being staggered or stunned I think Winter Guard is a really good spot for him to keep him alive. So the rest of your team, the bubble, very defensive, you know, you're, you're keeping the spikes from happening on to, onto Cosmic Ghost Rider with your Crimson Dynamo. You're removing the stuns and the staggers. 
so players like me can't deal with them the way they want to. And mm. I just I think it's I think it's very powerful, but unfortunately, it's only very powerful into certain matchups. Yeah, yeah, it'd definitely be matchup and crisis dependent, right? Which all these are, but I do think any team that has like a tall leader can use him as a priority tool as well. So keeping that mindset going, like I think him with Sentinels is perfectly fine and scary where it's just like, Oh, we got a map up main street. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm playing prime Cassandra Nova cosmic ghost rider and you know, winter soldier or something. Right. And Ridiculous. it's like, what do you do like against that? Like you were just being shot from range with so many rerolls, so much consistency. And then you've got things like Cassandra Nova and ghost rider that also have guaranteed displacement, right. As well. I think any team that needs a tall model, he can fit. So in that way you could almost be like, you could try him in lists where you've thrown Hulk out there. Right. I don't think he's better than let's say Hulk and defenders. Like Hulk is just better in defenders and he's affiliated. Right. But if you wanted to play defenders, whether it's under Doctor Strange or Daredevil, Marvel Knights defenders with Cosmic Ghost Rider, you could Daredevil, especially on a yeah. on a tight map, getting all those re rolls for Cosmic would just be nuts. The irony is, like, I think he starts to, as much as he likes tight maps because he can just choose his targets at will. I think similar to Malekith, amazing on tight maps, but maybe even better on wide maps, right? Just because of the mobility, absolutely, and you get and to he flex can pick that his fights, yeah. You're just not taking him down on those maps, right? Where it's like Malkith was very similar. He can like double move to a side D point, remove a model, and he's going to do it again next turn, right? That wins you the game pretty consistently as well. Those less explosive, right? It's less like just roll dice, roll dice, roll dice in the middle and see what happens. But I also don't think he wants that. I don't think he wants to get cornered in the middle and get focus fired, right? And that's kind of his nightmare. He's not the most fragile model in the game, but he's certainly not super defensively consistent because he has no defensive dice modifications he is just looking for those skulls hopefully you know you hope as as, as the fighter pilot yeah as the opponent you hope he doesn't get it yep i think those are his most notable teams obviously he's one of these power pieces in the game right now where he could be played anywhere but i definitely think those are probably the best places to give him a shot and you know they just kind of work with his kit I, I, this is not like a let's say a win more thing this is like a well if i'm playing cosmic ghost right in humans like i'm just like Ulick within humans where it's like, I am using that leadership to its highest potential to the character who wants to dump all the power he can every turn to have the most impact on the board. And I think he's really good in team like that. You know, I agree. Perfect. <laughs> the irony is what's the simplest path in all this playing him in guardians. Of course it is. Rerolls, simple play. He's affiliated. It's just, it's everything it's straightforward. he wants. It just yeah. makes sense. Gives you a lot of agency and choice because you're like, yes, you get to see the dice and you're like, okay, yeah, I'm going to reroll and look for a positive result. And I feel good about it with Cosmic Ghost Rider. So he's pretty scary because also he can use that crew, the Milano card and drop his conditions. So which gross. is just so absurdly scary. It's just so absurdly scary. So one of the ways you can deal with them can't do it against the guardians if they brought that card. Right. <laughs> so Cosmic Ghost Rider. Love him or hate him, he's here. He's an impressive model, sculpting wise. And then we got his, this amazing card to back it up, and this exciting lore. And you know, these type of characters that I want to see more of in Marvel Christ Protocol, Chris, where it's it feels out of left field at first, but then you're like, no, this makes perfect sense. Like this is one yeah. of those things that just really works. And AMG's Absolutely. creative, yeah, they're extremely creative, and we've seen a lot of a lot of interesting powers and in, and in kind of power suites coming out recently 
And yeah, some of we have not got on gotten on the table yet. So I'm very excited to see how this all kind of develops out for the rest of the year. I agree. Fury's Finest is supported by our wonderful patrons. You can become a Fury's Finest patron by going to patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. Of course, you can find us everywhere online, several spaces at Fury's Finest. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, and X at Fury's Finest Cast. Email us at furiesfinest at gmail.com, and you can leave us reviews on your podcast platform of choice. It really helps us out, especially if you're a Spotify or Apple user. Just pop over right now. Give us five stars. would mean a lot. Thanks to Approaching Nirvana for the show's music. And like Jesse said, please help spread the word, rate, review, subscribe, tell your MCP interested friends about us, I guess. I don't know. It all helps. It's all really good stuff. And we can't do this show without you guys, which is why we ask for this all the time because we like doing the show. Absolutely. Really means a lot. And you guys are keeping us going. Of course, you can find me and Chris several spaces online. You can find me, Jesse, all the same place at Jesse Aiken. That's J-E-S-S-E-E-A-K-I-N. That's X, Instagram, Discord, Longshanks. Though these days it's mainly Discord and Longshanks. Check out my Star Wars Shatterpoint show. Hello there, a Star Wars Shatterpoint podcast or wherever podcasts can be found. Give us a follow. Give us five stars there and join us in the new year in Shatterpoint. Chris, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Discord. I am strong style, one word. Uh, Chris Finest in any of the MCP-related Discords I'm in. You can check out my NBA podcast, Orange Futures, on any podcast platform of your choice. Yeah, that's it. Feel free to hit me up. I love talking MCP. Awesome. Well, it was really fun to return to the cosmic world with you guys, and I'm sure we will in the future, Chris. You know. We've got some stuff planned, but also I'm sure AMG will shock and surprise us as they always do every year with something exciting. But until next time, thanks for listening. True believers. Excelsior. The world has gotten even stranger than you already know. At this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. Finbook says you're wrong. 